Paper Scissors, the blackest podcast on the planet. All right, family, what's up? Welcome back to Mike Paper Scissors. Got the crew with me, Brock Abdora. What's going on, gents? What's going on? Man, slow boogie, man. Happy Mother's Day to um all of the mothers out there listening. Yeah. Um, I say that as I'm pouring me a glass of Balconis. Yeah, we can, we can, <laughs> we, we can hear the glasses clashing. Yes, yeah, huh? Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um... So as as we were telling the, the people from that listened to the last episode, which is the you know can the black psyche be rehabilitated? We decided to to do a second part of it because I think there was so much left off the table, and we got the super super opinionated Brock and Abdur in the building who who are gonna break this down <laughs> some more. <laughs> and I I gotta start with this, I. Related to Brock's ideology a little bit with everybody can't come because I'm I'm a person like I feel like all my black people should come and I do understand that some psyches are so damaged that there may not be any room any chairs at the cookout for them and you know I have I had to grapple with that because you know a lot of times me and Brock do not agree. <laughs> Shit, but we understand each other's thinking. That's that's the part. We understand each other. We just don't agree. Right. So, I know we, we, every- we're trying to get to the same place. We just can't agree on what the GPS is saying. That's all. Right. 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 <laughs> Yours might say fourteen hours. Mine might say twelve hours. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. His so Google Map is saying turn left, and my ways are saying turn right. <laughs> that's it. But that's funny. But, but. I got what you there. I see. I see. <laughs> but we can, we can all agree that you know the question of can can the black psyche be rehabilitated? Um, Abdora, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start off and finish off your your your, your rebuttal from last one. Well, let, let's start with if, um, you know, can everybody come or not? Like, you know, everybody, you, we have to do, we, we do have to understand there's going to be some people that's going to have to be not allowed to come on the bus. You know what I mean? It's, I'm, mm-hmm. just, I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, every single person can be reached. And, you know, looking at the current conditions right now, you know, it may seem like we probably can't reach the majority percentage of us at this point. So, um, I see where it looks the way it does. I just honestly feel and believe in the snowball effect of when you start to give a different kind of imagery uh, and show people a different way that works, that's proven, uh, that it'll start to, as a collective, we'll start to snowball for it. Uh, but there's a lot of things that they put in place to, you know, keep us from gaining that kind of steam. There's a lot of distractions um, and a lot of comfort food mentally and physically that gets put out for people where, you know, it's hard to kind of cut through to do the things that you need to do, you know, bogged down by work finances ain't, ain't good. And, and it keeps you in this perpetual cycle of, you know what I'm saying? Just doing what you need to do to get through the day and not understanding what your, your, your bigger role is. So you're saying the rehabilitation 
is is something that's that's really going to take some time. Absolutely. I mean, like a hundred year plan type of time. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, no, we have to be understand like this, you know, nothing is going to happen. It took a long time for us to get to this place. So if anybody thinks that we're going to snap our fingers and in 10 years, we're going to be out of this style. The reason why nobody gets anything done is because it, it's, it's something that you're going to have to plant seeds and that you're not going to be able to bear the fruit in, in your lifetime. And a lot of us don't want to deal with it. So we're cutting the cycle of just, I want to get mine now and have my fun now. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. Everybody can't come on that trip because it takes a certain type of mentality, you know what I'm saying, to understand that, to understand the significance of just raising your family in the right sense, understanding how politics and government and, and, and money works, and then try to put that in place a little bit more than what you had, you know what I'm saying, because that'll start to move things forward a bit, but, you know, as long as we can continue to just live for ourselves and keep thinking that our children's the future and putting it all on them, man, I just think that that's where I've not taken responsibility on how to move things forward. All right, so I, I hear what you're saying, um, but to me personally, what you're describing is less of a black psyche thing and more of a poor psyche thing. That That is mm-hmm. a poor people mm-hmm. thing, not mm-hmm. just a black people thing. And, and when I say I'm using the term poor specifically um, based off of um, oddly enough, something that I heard from um, from who I think is the GOAT as far as comedians are concerned, Dave Chappelle. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was talking about um, a conversation he had with his dad when he was a kid. And, you know, they, they didn't have, they, they weren't in the best of circumstances. And he went off one day and said, Dad, I'm tired of being poor. I hate being poor. And his dad looked at him and said, you stop that, son. We are not poor. You are not poor. Don't you ever say that a day in your life. Poor is a mind state. Well, we are now. We're now we're hitting on it. Let's go. Let's let's see. We're talking the same talk. Let's get to it. Exactly. He says, "Son, what we are is broke. (laughs) It's a difference." He said, "This is just our temporary circumstances. Our temporary financial circumstances." Now, that said, when go. I ain't talking about broke people because there are plenty of broke people with with rich mind states and they understand that there are certain things that you need to do in order to progress in life and elevate yourself. They're just not in the fiduciary position to be able to do so. I'm talking about the poor folks. I'm talking uh-huh. about that poor mindset, mm-hmm. that poor psyche that has been um, perpetuated over generations that continues to be instilled in their downline. Those are the folks that can go. And now I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to be real honest with you. And, I, and hey, you, you can either answer it, you can chew on it, or you can just, just leave it be and let people wonder what your answer is. I know we say, oh, man, I want all my people to go because it feels good to say that. It really does. It feels good to say, oh, everybody that looks like me, we holding hands and we going to the promised land. Now, let's, let's delve into reality. Can you honestly say that if I said, hey, y'all, I got the keys to the promised land. You get down here and we going tomorrow. Bring whoever you want. Or can you honestly sit here and say you want everybody to go? <laughs> no, we're going to have to do some screen checking. <laughs> there, might, there might be a screening process for some of y'all. You know, everybody gets the application. 
and then we're going to filter them in as we need them to come in. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> That's my point. So we need to stop saying, oh, man, I want all of my people, all of my... No, you want like-minded people who happen to look like you. But you that's the only people that get to people. go. Right. You want if you don't get like-minded, people. you can't go by default. Right. So let's just stop throwing this blanket statement out there like, oh, man, we want all our people. We Let's let's swoop all of y'all up. I'll you over there doing that hood stuff. And it ain't your fault. And even if it is, you know, we got you. Come on. Nah, you, you stay over there. And we're going to do some stuff over here. And you can put in the application process after, you know, a a refreshment period or something. You got to have a certain amount of time not doing nigga shit before you can come re- <laughs> reapply and we can see if we can let you in. So, I mean, it, it sounds harsh, but the fact of the matter is everybody can't go because if everybody goes, we will never elevate as a collective. You you are only, only as strong as your weakest link. And we as a people have to strengthen our links. We as a people have to understand the importance of who you surround yourself with. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you mm-hmm. want to be, you you say you want to be a millionaire? Well, guess what you need to do? Hang around nine of them and I guarantee you'll be the tenth. You want to be, you, you want to get a degree? Hang around nine scholars and I guarantee you, you'll be the tenth one. You want to be in the street? Hang around nine dope dealers and I guarantee you, you'll be the tenth. Show me the people that you are around and I will show you what your future holds. That is that has nothing to do with black, white, whatever the case may be. That is just fact. So that being said, I don't want everybody to go because I ain't trying to do what the majority of these folks is doing. All right. So what you're saying ultimately is that the psyche cannot be rehabilitated. Not for everybody, no. Because some yeah, people just not. are stuck. And again, that's not a black or that's not a black white. That's not a color thing. That is just a a mindset thing. Some people are just stuck in their ways. Yeah, but we're we're specifically dealing with our people. We're, that's what we're I, 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 no, I understand. But, but, that, he's, but, but, but we're kind. Of, but listen, we're kind of almost parallel uh, parallel on the same thing. We're, yeah, we're, you are. we're running right neck and neck. You know what I mean? He's dealing in psyche. I'm dealing with how do we get ourselves out of this out of this way of thinking? Because the majority of us do have a poor way of thinking. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and, and there lies the keep, issue. Go ahead. And I, and I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just saying. You know, we're kind of saying the same things to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Our mindset of our people keeps us conditioned in a way where we don't progress forward. We just have to say what it is. And the majority of us think think in a manner that doesn't help us move our future forward. You know what right. I'm saying? So we do kind of have to tap into that psychological part of it all. And what he's saying is, what I believe you're saying is pretty much like everybody, no matter how much information you show them, they're not going to be willing to change or shift gears because they're going to be stuck and wanting to do things how they want to do them. I absolutely agree with that. Those people can't come. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you're not willing to do the things that needs to be done, you can't come. And you're right. It has to be people with a certain level of like-mindedness that's to move this thing forward. Or guess what? We're not going to move forward. That's why when the majority of us right now aren't thinking in the, in the right way, we're not progressing forward. It really is just simple math. You know what I'm saying? The goal is how to tilt it in the favor for more of us see the light this way. You know what I'm saying? We right. have to start putting energy into the into the stupid stuff that keeps us in a bad state. We have to stop making it cool or stop being silent around it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Start calling out some of this hip-hop. Start calling out some of the ways we're doing and how we carry ourselves. Start make, giving ourselves accountability. Like, yo, listen, like my man says, like, yo, listen, you don't want to... You know what I mean? Have the potential of being gunned down by a cop. Don't put yourself in positions to have to deal with police. I mean, it's ding, just ding, ding. it's it's math. It's it's all simple math. You eliminate some of the, you know what I'm saying? 
run-ins that you have, you eliminate some of the chances of bad things happening to you. And that goes in all aspects of life. You can flip it to the good side. You know what I'm saying? But until we keep feeding the wrong stuff, you're absolutely right, man. Like everybody can't go with that mindset. By right. default, like I said, by default, you just can't go. And I want to elaborate on why I keep saying it's not just a black thing. I know we're talking about our people. So, you know, please, please, for anybody listening, don't think that I ain't aware of that because that's, that's what we do on this show. However, the reason I say it's not just a black white thing is because a large portion of black people tend to make everything a black white thing. And I, and I want to try to eliminate any excuses that we tend to lean on. And let's get down to the root of what our issues are so that we can go ahead and deal with those and move forward. And so that's what I, I want to explain. That's why I say, hey, this ain't just a black white thing. This mindset is deep. And it, it is more of a, it's more of a psyche of a poor, a poor person's thinking than anything. And if it's and if it's not just systemically us that think like this, guess what that means? We can get past it. Well, Brock, I, I have to correct you on something. Like you said, you know, black people make it a black white thing. No, we didn't make it a black white thing because you know we didn't come up with this construct. No, I, I don't think you heard what I said. I said we tend to make everything a black white thing. When some issues aren't a black white thing, it's a it's a personal accountability thing. Would you agree with that? Okay, all right, I stand corrected. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. So I'm I'm not saying the I ain't talking about the construct. I understand the history of the construct and what was you know and what has been done systematically over hundreds of years, you know, to our elders and ancestors. I get that. But all three of us have spoken both on this show and offline about the fact that although those things have been done, we have to also deal with the struggles that we have today. And that takes me to, um, and I think this is a, a, an appropriate spinoff. Chris, um, do you think it'd be, um, be a good idea to bring up the conversation we had about how black people deal with the police? Because that's part of our psyche as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Go for okay. It. So, um, long story short, we were talking about just you know, black people as a whole and, you know, our psyche when it comes to dealing with law enforcement and the fact that we don't have a lot of trust for law enforcement and just the things that we look at both from a social and racial aspect as far as how the how white society deals with us. And, you know, Chris stated that, you know, he feels much more comfortable if he stopped black cop than a white cop. Am I right, Chris? I don't want to misquote you. No, that's what I said. All right. So we, we, we talked about a lot of stuff, and I won't get into just everything that we talked about and go off into the weeds of that, but what we ended up circling around to was this. I think, I think currently, today, a lot of uh, uh, what a lot of us do, be it consciously or subconsciously, we take the struggles of our elders and ancestors and apply them today. Now, I'm not saying that it ain't some foul shit that goes on today in our communities to people who look like us. I'm not saying that. However, I think we can all say that it is not to the extent of what our elders and ancestors dealt with. Would you agree? Right. I mean, yeah. Their, 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 their type of racism they dealt with is I mean, I, sometimes it's unimaginable to, to experience the stuff they went through. Right. So, Al, I'm going to give you this this um, this metaphoric 
scenario that I gave Chris, and I want to hear what you have to say. I think what what we as black people do is this: we hold on to the struggles of our past and try to apply them today. And I use basketball as the analogy because you know Chris used to coach um, coach kids. For those who don't know, Chris think he got you know he got some whips and whatnot, but you know <laughs> that's yet to be determined. But either way. Either way, those who can't do teach, and Chris Chris used to teach a lot of young men how to play ball. <laughs> um, that said, that said, I said what what I see in us as black people, what we do is this. Let's say I'm a ball player, right? And I can I'm strong to my left, strong to my my right. Got a nice jumper. Um, can finish with both hands, but I struggle at the line. I'm shooting sixty percent from the line. Now, Chris is my coach, but Chris also coached my dad. And my dad could do a lot of things, but he didn't have a left hand. Couldn't do shit with his left. What we do socially, economically, even spiritually in the black community is this. We go out there and we keep working on that left. We're working on that left because you know why? Because my dad didn't have a good left. He couldn't finish with his left. He couldn't dribble with his left. He always had to go right. So I got to work on my left. I got to work on my left. Meanwhile, the coach is sitting here telling me, dude, your left hand is fine. Get your ass at the line and shoot some free throws. Mm -hmm. My point is this. My struggle is not my father's struggle. My father's struggle is not my grandfather's struggle and so on and so forth. We get so caught up in the struggles of our, our elders and ancestors that we can't deal with the struggles we got today. We don't have those. We don't have their struggles. We do, do our struggles look similar? Of course, because we're playing the same game. However, the struggle is not the same. We get so caught up in the we shall overcome days that we can't deal with today. Right. Yeah. What do you think? I, I agree. And, and, and I just want to touch on something when you just said the, the, we shall overcome the civil rights movement, right? That was a movement they did in the 60s. Now, we take, we get them, we, we sit there and criticize that movement. That movement end all be on the movements. It was the foundation for us to build off of, but we sit there and just criticize one movement. Like, all oh, they yeah, take it as a victory. Yes. But that's victory. We were supposed to build off of that, not just mm -hmm. rely on that being, being the mm -hmm. finish. So, right. I see what Brock's saying. Like the civil rights, that was their game. Yeah, but, there's, you there's know, no disagreeing with Brock right now. I'm gonna be right, honest with you. Right. So it's, you know, we're not playing the civil rights uh, '60s. We playing the 2020s type of type of uh, civil rights movement, which is a different right. game. The, 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 we playing ball like they still like they still hand checking and running the zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's going down the same street and expecting different results. You know what I'm saying? It's we're not we're not we're not playing the game of today. And that's what it is. We're perpetuating the same thing. You know what I mean? That's why when when somebody like Ice Cube goes and does something different and proposes a plan, like, yo, listen, I'm just going to see who's going to give me the best deal. We're deal making right now. And that's what I mean by the poor mind state. You want to be victimized and feel like, you know, the 1960s, like, oh, it's just us and we shall overcome versus them. But at the end of the day, this is an economic thing. You got to play the money game right now and understand that if we want something, you got to know how to do business with people that you don't like all the time. 
You know what I'm exactly. saying? Being at the bottom, you need you need strategy. You know what I'm saying? And that poor mindset, being always caught up in your feelings, like, yo, what is Ice Cube doing going over there? No, he's leveraging something. You want our vote? Listen, we'll guarantee you we'll take our vote over here if you don't do something better. You know what I'm saying? But we're still playing that old game. You know what I mean? Like, we're not seeing, like, how to leverage our position at all. You know, so we continue to make the same mistakes. So, again, with the mind state thing, it's the same mind state doing the same thing, you know what I mean, and hoping that we're going to get a different result. And we can't do the same thing. At a certain point, you got to look at it like, yeah, my left my left is stronger. Than maybe I should work on these free throws. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because the other team is like, oh, his left is pretty strong. Let's send him to the line. Yep, you know right. what I'm saying? So we Meanwhile, you're working on that thing. left because your dad had a bad yeah, left. Yeah, like, I, no. Not like, you. Not you. Your dad yep, had a bad yep. left. <laughs> and it's like, yo, listen, like, we got to we, – we, we see the landmines. And this is the part that I keep trying to get back to. And I guess it but touches see, on what you're saying, bro. Know, fam. We, the, but they're clear as day. So and maybe it's you're right. Maybe it's my maybe I'm 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 framing it in a way where there's hope that you should see the landmines and adjust. And really, it's like either you just refuse to see them, don't care to see them and adjust, and or you're really blind to not seeing it. And that's the, even the scarier part to me. You know, because if you can't buy now with all the social media, with everything that's put on TV, with all the everything just in your face all the time, if you can't see that. These are absolute landmines that can be avoided. It'll come with a little bit of eating a little humble pie. You might not be the freshest dude on the block because you're not making your hustle money. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You might your, your your record sales might might suffer a little bit. But again, man, when you're building something from the ground up, man, you gotta suffer. You know what I mean? The seed planting isn't the best part. You don't we don't get to have the harvest. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of us need to understand that. Everybody's trying to have a temporary harvest now, man. We don't get to have a harvest if you want to have any type of you know what I'm saying? Uh, chance to equalize ourselves to them. You know, it's what thir- we're thirteen percent in this nation. We should yep, have at least ten percent. We should have at least ten to fifteen percent of the wealth somewhere in between there. We should either have more wealth or be right up against the amount of percentage of people we have to our wealth. You know what I'm saying? Well, what I mean, ideally speaking, I ideally yeah, speaking, ideally but just speaking. to give you, but just to give you an idea of the mindset. Um, me and Chris were in a room. This is a while back. We were in a room on Clubhouse. They were talking about guns. I'm talking about, and, and people were dropping gems. A little bit, a few people got to speak. I mean, just talking about just things for personal protection, state laws, things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. One of the people that was on the stage that was speaking was an older white guy. And he had some very valuable information. Yes, he did. And then he, and then after he, he, and then he was like, hey, I appreciate y'all having me on. It was very informative. Um, thank you for allowing me to come in. And this this particular group was a black gun owners club, and they you know let him in to speak because he had a lot of information. Either way, he leaves the room, and one dude immediately speaks up. Yeah, man, I'm glad he was gone because now I can talk about what I wanted to talk about because ain't no way I was going to be up on this stage and say anything and share any information that I may have or anything that I'm doing while it's a cracker in this room. <laughs> we have that mindset. <laughs> so, I mean, like, like really, dude? Like, we, yeah. that, that's why I say I don't even want everybody to go because I understand that there's going to have to be some you know, interracial collaboration if you want to advance as a collective. There, there global has collaboration. To be. Why, why are we the only ones that think that that's not the case? 
Like, you go, they make it seem like, you know, we beef with Russia every day if you want to just put political, you know what I mean, governments against each other. We still import Russian vodka. We still import Russian products, export to them. We still do business. Like, that's the part you don't understand. Like, you gotta, you gotta understand how the planet works, man. We can't stay isolated on this island. Well, I understand that we have to elevate. Right. So when you, when you have somebody who is, I'm talking about narrow-minded enough in their view. You're, you're talking about global economics. This dude didn't even want to talk guns because a white dude was on the stage. And, and, I, and, and what I've learned is that there's more people who think like that than there are people who think like us. And you know what we call them? Those are the, the super woke Negroes. Oh my God. Yeah, he was too woke. <laughs> because, like yeah. you said, I mean, we do business with everybody. And I know it's one of you guys that said it before. Black business does not mean I only want your black dollar. I want right. everybody's dollar, but sometimes, like, I, our mindset is just like we so woke that white man's dollar. Well, you know what? I'll take it. Right. <laughs> and that, and, that, and again, and that's why not to jump totally left, but again, that's why the white and black construct is is extremely diabolical and it's harmful. You know what I'm saying? For good or for bad, for whatever side you draw the lines on. That's why at the end of the day it's bad because there's no such thing. At the end of the day, if we were to take our own and 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 you know, for shits and giggles, say we we end up with California. All the black people move to California. Well, then what do we do? We have to establish an economy, right? We're right. we not going to trade. We're not gonna, we're not going to be able to just sustain our own selves within our country. At some point, we're going to have to import and export whatever goods right. and services we come up on the on the Blackadonia Island of California. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let's you talk know, about so, our military because we right. have well, to have a military to protect. We have our to have people willing to sacrifice our lives. So everything has to come with a certain level of understanding. If we get to a point. It can't be just black only. We have to have allies. We have to have people that are going to protect our interests. We got to people that be interested in the things that we also give give to them. You know what I'm saying? But if we're only involved in just elevating ourselves, then we're not going to elevate at all. You know what I'm saying? We have to understand how to collaborate and get people that are like minded that understand. Yeah, these people are trying to step up and and, and do the things that they need to do as a people to, to rise up. But again. We're disorganized. It comes with all of that. Our, our incapability of, of funding ourselves in a way where we become politically strong, but then do business in a way where we bring in everybody's dollar. You know what I'm saying? And we haven't been able to figure that part out yet. You know what I'm saying? So it keeps us kind of stagnant. Yeah, man. And, and again, maybe I, for me, and my idea of collaboration came from in large part from me being in the military prior to that I you know grew up in a black community you know you know did black things knew a lot of black people didn't have a whole lot of white friends and then I got into the military and I understood you know quickly understood that hey this is about the mission I don't give a damn where you're from what you look like which this is about we're trying to accomplish this and I was able to translate that line of thinking just to life in general Hey, if I'm trying to accomplish a goal, whether it is, you know, building a house, um, whether it's changing the oil on my car, whether it's the, the accumulation of generational wealth, I am willing to willing and able to collaborate with whomever can get the help me get the mission done. So if 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 our mission is to take somebody out who's, you know, who's way across, you know, way across the battlefield, do I want 
Tyrone because Tyrone looked like me, but he can't shoot worth a damn? Or do I want Jim Bob who can shoot a fly off of a damn deer's ass from a mile away? I want Jim Bob. Come on, Jim Bob. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want, look, we got to understand that at the end of the day, regardless of what the what the mission is, you have to be willing to collaborate. And contrary to what some some of us may believe, there are people who don't look like us who are willing to collaborate. Now, do you do you take certain things with a grain of salt? Yes. Do you watch them a little closely? Yes, you do. But you don't you don't throw away the information, just totally neglect the information. As as my as my grandmama and them used to say, you eat the meat and throw away the bones. Mm-hmm. Take and... what's relevant and throw the rest away. But you can learn something from anyone. I mean, one of the most profound things that I've ever heard came from a homeless dude. Like, I mean, just old homeless dude. I mean, I, that dude's been homeless since I was a kid. I've always seen him on the corner. And you know, one day I walking down the street, we were doing some community service. Um, I said, hey, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, young man. You take it easy. And if that comes easy, take it again. I stopped in my tracks. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> what what <laughs> you say? <laughs> but he had a point. My, you, you can learn, even if it's to learn what not to do. There yeah, is something absolutely. to be learned from everyone. Absolutely. And we have to stop thinking that everything that involves our elevation as a people is going to revolve around people who look like us in the process. Hey, yeah. gentrification, man. Take they taught us the game of gentrification. We should be buying up our neighborhoods now. But what should they be complaining that they're doing right. it and not actually doing the things to stop them yep. from doing it? Yep. Oh, how you about know? this? I mean, hey, buying up our neighborhoods or let's beat them to the punch. Oh, I see y'all are spreading out and y'all are buying these areas. Okay, cool. Let's go out here and buy up some land. So when y'all decide to spread this way, you got to buy it from us. There you, you know go. what you got to do? But you know what our issue is? Again, because of the way that, and you know what, Brock? And the more I think about it, the more it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding your perspective. Because that takes trust between what? You find investors, right? Yeah. You find like-minded people that have vision because that's, the, that's pretty much the, the, the essence of an investor is they have vision. You know what I'm They're planting a seed today because it's going to harvest a bigger crop tomorrow, you know, and you get 10 like-minded people that understand that vision or 20 people or 30 people or 300 people. And they're directed in one goal and one mission. You know what I'm saying? And the issue with us is we have a hard time finding three, four, five, 10 to sacrifice a little bit to have vision and trust and say, listen, we're doing this for the greater good. Let's put our money up front where our mouth is and we're going to all agree to, to do this in X, Y, and Z. But, yeah. you know... And we, have to, we have to stop being that the, the society of instant gratification. And that's yeah. what I think that's what you're speaking towards. We, yeah. we want it now. Now and yeah. trust each other that we can put our money in a pot and build it for, for tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like the lack of trust. But again, that's that poor mindset. That's a poor mindset. It is. You know what it I is. mean? So it's, it's damaging to us. And it all circles around the way that we think about ourselves and, and money and how we waste it and and how we don't trust ourselves enough to put it away and store it to not look a certain way. You know, and it's time that we grow up and mature a bit and start calling out the nonsense that it's not cool to waste money when you don't have it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you're in a phantom, but your cousin 
they're all poor living in the same place. That that doesn't that doesn't you don't look fly doing it. You're still spending more money than you take in. Right. You know for example, saying? you're still go ahead. For example, like you know, we spend as black people, we spend one point three trillion dollars a year. That is honestly not an accomplishment to spend not, that no. much money. No, everybody's eating at uh, off us. Everybody, every right. nation's eating off us because we don't know how the game works. That's what right. I'm saying. So that's what keeps us stagnant, and we keep playing it, and we keep getting tied up in this emotional game, and and playing this black and white. Oh, you wronged me, game. Okay, they're going to wrong us. You know the thing about it is, and I I know I bring up business a lot, but what I'm realizing is everything's about business. The right. game of business is 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 what makes it so cruel and grueling. So if you don't understand that aspect of it, you won't understand why they're treating you the way they are. It is business. It is good business for them to keep you down. You know what yep. I'm saying? And that is the that is the whole game. And the only way for you to understand that is understand how money works. Stop doing the nonsense. Stop giving it away. Stop trading your cash for trash. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Put it into an asset. Trust people that are like-minded. Build something with them. You understand? And then grow that seed. You know, but we're too busy doing the nonsense it's like if you like like you said brock surround yourself with, with people and you'll be the tenth, you'll be the 10th person that's a millionaire surround yourself with nine millionaires you'll be the 10th person because you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people you're going to start to adopt these things we keep ourselves wanna, so caught up in the nonsense that we don't we don't put ourselves around the right people i want to throw something out there and again this is more geared towards the people who don't think like us um this past week, me and my family, we spent the whole week in Destin, Florida. For those who don't know, look it up. It's it's a it's a hidden gem that a lot of people just don't know about. Um, so we we spent the whole week in Destin, Florida, beautiful seven bedroom house, literally a block away from the beach. Some of the best sand I've ever seen. Water was beautiful. Every gorgeous, gorgeous, magnificent week. I even had the opportunity to get get um. Um, the the funny look from one of our Caucasian neighbors because I think she was trying to be funny. Um, we had a chef, private chef, come and cook for us. Our private chef came in a Sprinter, in a Mercedes Sprinter van. Well, our neighbors had a Sprinter van, and they were like, "Oh, you got you got a van like us after you saw ours, huh?" We're like, nah, that's just <laughs> the chef. We're like, nah, that's just the chef. And she was like, oh, and walks in the house. It was very very satisfying, but I digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I digress. You want to talk about jewels and things that people do. How often do, you know, like you said, we put money into the economy. Black people travel, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we went. We traveled. We had a good time. We put some money into their economy because we were out. We work hard. We play hard. We enjoyed the atmosphere. But when we checked out of our, uh, when we checked out our, um, our Airbnb, you know what me and my family took? About, you know, a half a day before we decided to leave Florida to do. We love the area so much. What did we start doing? We started looking at listings. We went and mm-hmm. looked at four or five houses before we left because the fact of the matter is we know how much we paid for the one we were in. So, like, okay, cool. Maybe we can get a home out here. We'll get a home out here. We'll lease it out for however many weeks, you know, a year. Whenever we decide we want to be here, whether it's, a, you know, a weekend, a week, a month, whatever, it just won't be available then. But again, my wife and I have a similar mindset where, okay, cool, how can we do this? And so, and by do this, I mean have the vacations, enjoy 
the finer things that we love to enjoy while at the same time finding a way to generate money from it. How many of us think like that? How many Mm -hmm. of the people that we're talking about as far as those who can't go, are they so stuck in that psyche of, oh, I ain't talking to nobody because I ain't, I'll get a house, but I ain't renting to no white folks. Like really? No, I'm, t- I'm taking whoever dollars coming through. Word. That's, that's the scary part. Thinking, Do they not right. know, or are they so stuck in their ways where they don't want it? That's right. Where are we? You know what I'm saying? Because, because I'm gonna be scary. real again. I'm gonna be real honest with you. Somebody with that mindset versus Karen and her family. Karen don't have to know I'm black. All Karen has to do is deal with my li- my listing agent. Karen Yo. gonna probably Karen gonna probably um have my sheets right. But she been done washed all my shit before my, my cleaners came and all of that. Meanwhile, your ass who don't even want to list, don't even want to collaborate with anybody might fuck my shit up. So, um, yeah. hey, I, I, you, I don't want you around me because if you have that line of thinking, because I believe that that shit is contagious. And to be perfectly honest, I think that negative form of thinking is more contagious than that of positive thinking. You can have a room full of positive-minded people bring one person with bad energy in, and it fucks up the whole room. Meanwhile, you can have a room full of negative-thinking people bring one person who was feeling great about their day, and they come in that room, and now they feeling bad, like they did something. Negative energy will always outweigh positive energy, and that's why I try to separate myself from it, and I hate to say it, I don't give a damn what you look like. You can... If you look like me and you got negative energy, keep it, keep it stepping. I don't need you around me because I'm not going to grow that way. My my tribe is not going to grow that way. And everybody that I want to bring with me that looks like me is not going to grow with your negative ass around. Oh. Yeah. There yeah, it buddy. Is. Yeah, buddy. All right. Ooh. Well, we're gonna end it on we're gonna end it on, on Brock's vacation. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Hey, that uh, did feel good. I oh, oh, you got a sprinter like us? Nah, that's just a chef. <laughs> Yo, those properties down there, my God, man. We was at, we was down there last year, and uh, man, people don't realize, man, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. We got to start thinking business, man. You're absolutely right, Brock. I like it. Absolutely. Well, we might discuss that on, on, on the next show, man. I think we, we might have to bring in somebody in and, oh, and, yeah. talk, and talk some finances. But, yeah. yeah. So I want to thank y'all for listening. Thank my, my my boys for always coming on and blessing the mics. And we'll see y'all next week. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Peace. Mother's Day, y'all. Peace. This is called Mike Paper Scissors.